dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Salute to Boston. We'll be in Boston later on today. Yes, we will. You guys, but I'll be in Detroit for Boston Summer Jam. We'll be out there a little bit. Who's on the Summer Jam? I know Wale, Post Malone. I can't think anybody else. Join the Lucas. Join the Lucas. Yes. So we'll be out there for that. Yes. And I'm going to Detroit. I'm going to the National Association of Black Journalists event that's going to be in Detroit this whole weekend. And I just want to thank uh, iHeart Mafia for making our transportation uh, quite um, quite easy today. No, we got a front Shut of the ball. We got no, a front no, of the no, ball. No, yeah. no, we don't need to do that. We, yes, do, we, do. We, do, we can do that later on Instagram if you want to. Yeah, well, if I you do. feel like I it. I do. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like going live. I'm a flying commercial. Well, let me tell you about this bird, Charlemagne. You know, we're at dinner with our boss, and, you know, we're talking about the show and the progression of the show and if we need anything. And when I mean need anything, I mean, like, pens, pencils, laptops. New laptops, things because like we've that. had the same laptops for eight years. So he says, our, our boss says, well, what do you guys need? So Charlemagne goes, stop the music. He goes, there's a show in Boston, and, and you know, can we use the jet? And he said, yeah. Listen, man, I keep hearing about this mythical jet. Right? <laughs> I keep hearing about this mythical jet that the Godfather Elvis Duran and Ryan Seacrest and the big boys of the world use. So I just asked, let's do it out there. Let's do the wall, see what sticks. And he said, okay, so. I got a pregnant wife at home, man. I don't like to be away. That, that was okay. good. So he said, yeah, so we'll see how this works out. They, you know, they're going to fly us to Boston on the, on the PJ, the private jet. I'm just saying. And then they're going to fly us oh, right man. back. Listen, my wife. Y'all need to join the Mile High Club up there. My wife got a scheduled C-section <laughs> next month, okay? <laughs> scheduled next month, but it's, just in it's, case. It's just in case. I like to be close to home. You know what I mean? I can't be away too long. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. I can't be spending three, four hours in the sky, three, four, yeah, no. Okay. No, I can't do it. I'm, I ain't mad at you. I'm, I can't do it. I'm, hey, can't don't take that jet. We need to be in and out, man. Now, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I, I'm heavily, actually, you and I are heavily in the real estate. And I found some new pockets of real estate in New Jersey where property is pretty inexpensive. So I've been really, really getting my monopoly on, looking at uh, different properties and buying some foreclosures, some three families. So I picked up two yesterday, and I'm so happy about that. Not too expensive, not too much money down. There's ways to F the system. And I'm going to tell you guys about it one day. All right, well, I was Did at church. Did you just ways to F the system? Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. To get around the system. No, to get around the system so you don't have to put, you don't have to put a lot down. Jesus Christ. So you can get around a certain thing so you don't have to have a Emmys lot of money a lot to might invest. might be different than my a lot. But um, shout out to Bishop Whitehead. I was at church last night. They did a church honors hip-hop, honoring women of hip-hop. So I was there last night. So shout out to everybody that was there that, that was, was in involved. Brooklyn? Yeah, that was in Brooklyn. Did they do 50 Cent at one time? I they think did 50 Cent last 50 cent. week. Yeah, they, they asked me to come cent, by. 50 Cent, Casanova, Uncle Murder. In church? Yeah. That's exactly where them three need to be. Casanova, Uncle Murda, and 50 Cent need to be in church. <laughs> yeah. That is a fact. Actually, Bishop Whitehead had on a T-shirt that said, get the strap yesterday. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He said, get the cross. I'll get the Jesus. <laughs> get the Jesus. That's what the shit said. Oh, shoot. Drop on the clues, bombs. One of you pastors better go make that happen. They're having the Hillsong Conference all week. Pastor Carl Lynch. Uh, Reverend, Reverend John Gray, yep, at the Barclays, and Stephen Furtick. If one of them don't come out with a Get the Jesus T-shirt, they're not paying attention to what's going on in New York. My well, it was very inspirational last night. Tahiri was there. Um, shout out to Jatan, who invited me to come down and participate. Uh, Dr. Bobby. It was really great. All, all the women in the room. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get the show cracking now. Chloe and Hallie will be joining us this morning. Now, if you don't know who they are, they are two beautiful girls from Atlanta that uh, They're on are signed to Beyonce. They are also on Grown-ish. So and we'll kick the it with them. Mm -hmm. We'll kick it with Watch them next hour. World, I'm grown now. Thank God you can't say. And yeah, we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, well, since we're all traveling, some of us aren't going on the private jet, so we'll tell you what, what will jet? affect you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the TSA, we'll give you some information about that. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Now let's talk TSA. What's going on with TSA, Yee? Yeah, TSA is considering eliminating passenger screening at more than 150 small and medium-sized airports. That would be a crazy thing to happen. And according to CNN terrorism analyst Paul Cruikshank, he said it was stunning that this is even being seriously considered. What do they mean, eliminate passenger screening? So basically, a lot of times people have connecting flights in these smaller airports. They don't have the high volume, greater capacities that more advanced security measures have at uh, larger airports. So they say that you would actually be screened when you arrive at major airports for connecting flights instead of joining the screen population. That kind of makes a little bit of sense, though, because if you get checked at a major airport and then you connect at another airport, it's not like you went outside or anything to have to go grab anything. But what if you're not going anywhere else but to the next airport? Or what if, as a terrorist, you know that they're not going to check you at this particular airport? That's true. Well, can they, though? I thought, because don't you have to get off the plane and then go into the building? It's not like you can go outside the they airport and come back in. They can't go and come back in. Yeah, once you're once you in the airport, you, you got to stay in that airport. Yeah. And you then what leave. if you get on the plane with something? Well, how wow. did you get it? You still got in the airport. You had to get searched to get in any airport. To a smaller airport? If you come to the smaller airport originally, you're gonna to have to go through screening. Yeah, you gotta get. But if you're coming screening. from a major airport and connecting at a smaller airport, you're not gonna go through screening because. No, they're saying the they're plane. not gonna do any screening at the smaller airports. Oh, at all. Yeah. No, they can't Small do that. No, they can't do that. Mean, I think they mean after you get off a connecting flight. Yeah, no, they can't do that. No, they said they will screen you once you if you're going to a connecting flight. That don't even make. No, nah, that don't make no sense. They got to screen, screen you when you arrive at a major airport. Because even if you get in a small airport, you can still crash that small airplane, that That's small aircraft. No, no, they can't do that. They're saying they want to cut screening at small and medium-sized airports serving aircraft with 60 seats or fewer. No, they can't do that. That won't pass nowhere. They no. can't do that. Yeah, I don't know how this could potentially happen. That's not happening. Not at all. Now, I am with what they said. They might allow you to bring liquids and not have to take your laptops out. I think that's a great idea because well, that's why you got pre-checked. No, you got to Nah, I, I feel safer when they check those liquids. What? What are the liquids gonna do? Remember, like that one guy that 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 was uh, trying to spray people with his his that liquid and, and set the plane on fire one time. No, yeah, check I just the liquids. Be able to bring my shampoo on the plane. Nah, check the liquids. Pre-check. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now a judge has ordered a man's mouth taped shut during sentence, and this happened in Cleveland. According to uh, reports, Franklin Williams was accused of three armed robberies in Richmond Heights and Euclid, and he would just not stop talking, despite more than a dozen warnings from Judge John Russo. This was over the course of about 30 minutes. Here's what happened. Mr. Williams, I'm the judge in the matter. Shut your mouth, and I'll tell you when you can talk. You got it? But you're not letting me That means zip it right now. If we have to, I will gag you in one second. So listen, you will get a chance to talk. I'm going to gag you in one second. So just listen to me. Zip it until I give you a chance to talk. You'll get a chance to talk. They put a big piece of red tape over Yeah, two big pieces of tape. That's disrespectful. What if he he was a crip? You stupid. Well, listen, what's funny is he was convicted on counts of aggravated robbery, kidnapping, theft, misuse of credit cards, and having weapons under a disability. Now, his trial had started last year, but he cut his ankle bracelet, fled to Nebraska, and then he said he was hit over the head and lost his memory. Dropping the clues bombs for him. <laughs> That's a great, great story. <laughs> but you can't do that. You just can't tape somebody's mouth like that. I don't know if That's you can That's inhumane. You can't do that. Is it legal, though? No, that can't be legal. Let's I, be I, honest. I Let's be honest. Yeah? If you could do that to some people, you would. All right, come on. You never want to put a big piece of tape over my mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't shut up. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm not the law, though. You know, the law, you can't do that. You can't just tape somebody's mouth shut. just told him, if you don't shut up, I'm going to give you 10 extra he years. He warned him over a dozen times. I can't breathe. Now I can't breathe. Now I'm passing out. Now I'm fainting. Now I'm suing. He ended up getting sentenced to 24 years in prison. You know what I'm saying? Damn, should have shut up. should have shut up. I don't think that would have mattered. That's all the judge is trying to tell him. Oh, that's my That's all goodness. the judge is trying to tell him. And by the way, if you give me 24 years, I'm not going to stop talking. You already give me 24 years. Me so I'm going to keep talking. F you, judge. I'm going to piss you off the whole day. All right. Well, that's front page. News. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, whatever it may be. Get it off your chest. Hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's going on, Evie? Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlotte, man. Good morning. What's up, my brother? How what's you? What's up, man? Yeah, I got two things I want to talk about real fast. Uh, I want to I want to tell everybody that's hating on LeBron or have any kind of little excuse to say why he ain't do this and why he ain't do that. Be quiet, man. The brother's reaching out. He's trying to help his kids. He's trying to help his community. He's doing a lot more than a lot of people are doing. And David should be congratulating him 
Hold on. People are hating on LeBron for opening that school? Country, bro. You go on the internet, people are saying, oh, well, he didn't do the school for all black kids. Or what? Why is he doing... Yeah, if you go back, go to your... Um, Dr. Umar was on there the other day saying, white people build schools, Jews build schools for Jewish kids. We build schools for everyone. Like Dr. Um, so I, I, I love Dr. Umar, but he should not get involved in this conversation. Yeah, he people, has a school to build yeah, himself. Yeah, people going to be asking, where's the money that we've been, that you've been raising to build a school? Yeah, like, people that are not doing anything are criticizing LeBron. And mm-hmm. people find, you know, any reason to hate on him. Another thing, though, before you guys come here, you know, the interview yesterday with uh, Leo Cohen. Yes. Very, very dope interview. I really liked it. You know what I mean? It was very insightful. But it also kind of shows what Dane been saying for a long time, that Leo is not really of hip-hop culture. And I mean, he would have been an exec if pop was popping right now, if rock and roll was popping right now. He's not really a hip-hop guy, even though I mean, he's, he's been, been in the business for 37 for years. So long, but he's he, been in the business for a while. Interview, from the interview that I got, he's not really in-depth on it being a hip-hop culture. He's more in-depth on it being a business. And if, if for some reason that hip-hop should fade out right now, he would just move on to the next genre. But great interview nonetheless. And um, you guys are doing a great job. Leo, right, Leo would be happy to hear that. He called me yesterday and he said, Is it the hit, Charlemagne? Is it is it the hit? Is it a hit? How do we know if it's a hit? My goodness. What are the analytics? What are the metrics of a hit interview? He should know because he runs YouTube over That's here. what I told him. I said, uh, probably YouTube views. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Julian. Hold on, my wife wants to talk. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, where are we just waking up? We could tell. Yeah. You ain't brush your teeth. Why you call it with stink breath, baby? It didn't smell like yesterday's adventure. Hey, hey. sounds like your boyfriend. <laughs> it smells like your boyfriend. Sounds like your boyfriend. One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> What's up, but, though? No, I just want to shout out my brother. I feel blessed, but my brother's locked up. But I just want to shout him out because I just found out he listens to this. So his name is Rob. All right, well, shout out to Rob. Hey, Rob. All right. Thank you. Hello, who's this? It's Rich Campbell from Cambridge. I got a, something to get off my chest. Go ahead, brother. Think Charlemagne with the with the spicy mayo cast. I think he'll feel this one. Talk to me. The thing that bothers me is how EDM music, the EDM cast, took the Running Man and called it the EDM Shuffle and gave us that little at night. I think good little Running Man type thing. Right. I haven't seen that yet. I heard about it, though. You've seen the Running Man Shuffle, man. What's wrong with you, man? That was a, a year ago. Yeah, but I didn't know that they was calling it something else. I just looked at it and said, oh, they're doing the Running Man again. Oh, my. I didn't know they, <laughs> I didn't know they renamed it. Yeah, they call it the EDM Shuffle. And then the other thing that bothers me with the same subject is how they call trap music. If you look up trap music, trap music comes up, brings up EDM trap now. It don't bring up real trap music. That I know. That I was aware of. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if black people are going to catch on eventually and it's going to be too late, but it's already at that point where they're just switching things out on some culture vulture status and trying to get away with it, you know? They already got away with it, sir. My goodness. All right, thank you, brother. Have you seen the top 10 list of EDM DJs? Not one of them are black. Nope. Get when it, it off your to, chest. When it comes to the Forbes list. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? It's Cam. What's, from Jacksonville. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, uh, I'm new to social media. This is, uh, like, new to me, but uh, I've been looking up there, man. We got to stop cooning on the internet, man. Who coons? What are you talking about? Man, I was watching a video of a guy. He's like, I guess he was being a Trump supporter. I don't know if he was being uh, serious or not, but uh, he's oh, basically saying that Trump stood for... Black people. Uh, You're talking about Pastor Daryl Scott. Ah, uh, shoot. No, nah, I don't even know, bro. That's his, that's uh, his, that's like his name, him. Pastor Daryl Scott. Listen, in the words of my sister Angela Rye, all your skin folk, not your kin folk, brother. That's all you need to know. Yeah, man, that joke is crazy, though, man. He basically was saying that uh, um, teaching minorities to be... Uh, uh, good people is basically what he's saying. Trump yes. stands for, and Obama stood for one big, one big mess or whatever. I'm like, dude, you got to stop that because they're taking that and they're using that to push their agenda. They're basically thinking like, yeah, that's right. You know, all black peoples are, are on welfare, and uh, and all minorities are bad. We got we got to stop doing that, right? Yes. We're not helping our we're not helping our side out. We're helping them push their agenda and and push that make America great again by, you know. Pushing black people out the, you know, out the picture. Uh, all minorities out the picture. Tune in the donkey of the day today, sir. We're going to talk past the Daryl Scott. Hello, who's this? This is Jasmine. Jasmine, get it off your chest, mama. I just want to talk about how the D.C. housing is too tenant-friendly. I've owned this house, and the tenant has not paid rent in three years. You, Your tenants haven't paid rent in three years? 
and three years in the D.C. house and is protecting them. We go on the court. I pay for lawyers and they pay for their lawyers and everything. And it's like literally nothing I can do. It's funny you said I was just talking to Charlemagne about certain areas and certain areas really ride for the tenants. You know, they actually have classes for tenants that tell them how to not pay rent and how to squat in somebody's house and not get kicked out. It's hard to get squatters out. It's hard to get people out in certain areas. It's like squatters got more rights than uh, owners. And they help them. They don't have to pay for their lawyers. They don't have to pay for anything. And you're spending all this money just to add a hope of glean to get them out. And she's just sitting in the house paying no rent. Yep. A free lawyer. And you got to pay mortgage and you got to pay taxes. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry for you, mama. And you got to spend all that money. But I tell you, though, anybody looking to buy an investment property, that's one place that you have to look. You have to look in areas where they don't really have tenant rights, where people can't just stay in the place for like six to nine months. Where like where I go, the, the longest they can stay in is about 30 days. The house, that I, the house that I bought before really? the um, before the guy bought it and sold it to me, he asked, there were squatters living in that house, and it was a mission trying to get them out. It's, it's unfair, but thank you guys so much. I want to say I love you guys and um, everything, but yeah, this, this it needs to be stopped. We feel, <laughs> we feel your pain. All right, mama. <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about a new documentary coming. I know y'all going to want to watch this one and find out whose album has officially been pushed back. You thought you was getting it next week. Now you got to wait. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Quincy Jones. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, get ready for this documentary called Quincy about Quincy Jones. Now, we posted special announcement from me and my unbelievably talented daughter, Rashida Jones. When I was just a kid living on the south side of Chicago during the Great Depression in the 30s, my grandmother used to cook rats for my little brother and I because that's all we had to eat. Unfortunately, the only role models I had around me were gangsters, and the only future I had in store was that of a typical statistic without a mother. I never thought I'd see a day past age 25 and I sure didn't think that one day I'd have seven incredible Rugrats or 79 Grammy nominations or have produced the best-selling album of all time. But here I am, 85 years young and counting. At the end of the day, his Quincy movie is coming to Netflix on September 21st. It's a documentary about his journey. I'm stuck on his mama's rat recipe. I want to know what that was like. How did she cook those rats? Did she fry them? Did she saute them? You probably have eaten rats. Did she boil them? Don't know. That's what I'm saying. I want to know the recipe. At some point, I know. That's a crazy story. But yes, so that should be really interesting. I'm excited to see that. Like I said, that's going to be on Netflix September 21st. Let me mark that down right now. All right, something else to mark on your calendars. Nicki Minaj, if you are ready for her Queen album to come out on August 10th, well, push it back because the album has been pushed back. It's coming out on August 17th. She posted, my darlings, I have a huge surprise I can't share until the day before Queen drops. So in the meantime, check out this playlist I made for you guys. I did Fifi with my new BFF from Brooklyn. He's a little funny looking, but he's really sweet under all those tats. Uh, She goes on to say, I have classic bops with all three of them as far as uh, YG and 2 Chains. She talks about working with Ariana Grande. She's one of the realest artists I've had the pleasure of working with. She couldn't fly with me to Turks to shoot the bed video, so we shot her scenes in Malibu. But she said the album is coming on August 17th. We told you guys this already, that she was having some issues with some clearances from Tracy Chapman. And so hopefully that's all getting resolved, but it might have caused her to have to push back the album. All right, Terry Crews and Samantha B. They've done a PSA talking about not making jokes about male sexual assault. They said it's not a funny thing to joke about. The truth is one out of 33 men in the U.S. have been victims of attempted or completed rape, meaning men are vastly more likely to be sexually assaulted than to be falsely accused of rape. Sexual assault of men is a real problem, not a joke, despite the way we tend to talk about it. Here is a clip of their PSA. Hi, I'm Terry Crews. You know me because I'm Terry Crews. Maybe this happened to you. You're a funny guy and you're telling a joke that's real edgy. Maybe it's about prison rape. Maybe it's about boys getting molested. Either way, it's not getting the laugh you want. I'm here to tell you how to solve that problem. Stop telling those jokes. They're not funny. They've never been funny. You're a hack and everybody knows it. 
Hey, man, been there, done that. That's a great PSA for now, and he's absolutely right. But I still don't think uh, comedians, radio personalities, or musicians should be punished for things they said years ago, because if so, we all in trouble. Well, uh, they also, in this particular clip, showed different jokes that they considered to be unfunny, people making jokes about rape. They even had a clip of a drop-the-soap joke that was on SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, there's been millions of drop-the-soap jokes, though. I mean, the climate was different just six or seven years ago. Um, culture has changed, so you can't, you know, get those kind of jokes off now, all that kind of color commentary off, but that's why I can't stand when people pull up old clips of things. Like, you can't hold people to that anymore. Well, what they're trying Especially to say if the narrative is changed. they want to encourage people to stop making those jokes moving forward. They yeah, for wanna, now, They absolutely. don't want to punish what happened in the past. They just want to say moving oh, forward. Oh, yes, these people do. I'm talking about this particular they love retro, PSA. They love retroactive punishments. All right, all right. Um, and J.R. Smith, he's under NYPD hmm. investigation, and that is because they're saying that he allegedly stole and threw someone's cell phone. Now, a fan, I guess, wanted to take a picture of him, and... J.R. Smith turned him down. He said no photos. But it, the fan took one anyway. And that's when J.R. Smith approached the fan, took his phone out of his hand, and launched it into a nearby construction zone. Now, according Damn. to the fan, his phone was damaged, and he had to file a report with the police. So he has not been charged with a crime yet, but cops would like to speak with him. That's amazing that J.R. Smith knew exactly what to do with that phone, but didn't know what to do with that basketball oh, you stupid. in game one you of stupid. the NBA Finals. You are okay? stupid. In the final seconds of the game. He knew exactly where to throw that phone, but he didn't know where to throw that ball. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and this that guy. is your rumor report. Is it true Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green got into a fight? They said they pieced it up, though, and that it was, um, according to them, it was highly exaggerated, but I guess they were out later on that night and everything was fine. Draymond posted last night that that wasn't true, though. Yeah, he I said it wasn't true. Okay. Draymond Green's my favorite player in the NBA. Although witnesses said they did see it, he's saying that whole thing was just not too exaggerated. Okay. All right. money's on Draymond in the fight. All right. Between him and Tristan Thompson. All right. Now, when we come back, <laughs> we're going to kick it with Chloe and Haley. Now, they're on Grownish. You might know them. They're signed to Beyonce's label. And we're going to kick it with these young ladies when we come back. Watch out, world. I'm grown now. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get into some front page news. Chloe and Haley will be joining us in about 15 minutes. Now, what are we talking about, Yee? Uh, let's talk about the TSA. They are considering eliminating screening at smaller airports at more than 150 small and medium-sized airports across the United States. Now, the only way you would get screened is if you get off that flight and you're going to a connecting flight in a major airport, then they would screen you at that major airport because they're saying those airports have high volume with greater capacities and more advanced security measures than smaller locations. But they're saying is this would save them a whole lot of money at the airport, about $115 million annually that could be used to bolster security at larger airports. But does this mean that if I pull up to an airport that's not like an international airport or it's a smaller airport, they're not going to screen me? I don't understand. Well, screen, that's what they're, try, I, they're considering. That, that, can't, that, that can't be possible. I'm telling you, this is what they're considering doing. Now, according to a terrorism analyst at CNN, he said it's stunning that this is even seriously being considered. Mm -hmm. They said uh, no matter what, Al-Qaeda and ISIS still regard aviation as a priority target. That includes aircraft where you have fewer than 60 people on board. Just imagine if they get on one of these small planes and crash it into a building or something like that coming from one of these smaller airports. No, Anything could happen. It doesn't sound like a great idea to me. And listen, we're the ones that always have to suffer time-wise, but we know we, it's a sacrifice we have to make Absolutely. for our safety. Safety first. Mm -hmm. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, All right, now let's discuss Facebook and Instagram. They're going to tell you how much time you spend on each app. They have a new set of features that they're going to be rolling out on Wednesday that will help you manage the time you spend on those platforms. So there's going to be daily and weekly data on time spent within each app. That way you can figure out uh, maybe I'm doing too much Good. on Instagram. You can see how much time you're actually wasting, how much of your life you're wasting. You know time is your only luxury. That's the one thing that you will never get back, and you can spend countless hours on Instagram and Twitter. Well, they have a feature that will temporarily mute push notifications and a daily reminder system to notify you when you've hit a designated cutoff time for the day. That's so, good. Yeah. Makes sense. They want people to just monitor because you might not even realize how much time you're spending. So it'll be really interesting to get this data. I was thinking about that thing. You know how when you go into the comedy show, you got to put your uh, phone in that little pouch? Uh -huh. Yes. They need to have something like that that's timed. So when you go home, like you can put it away for 10 hours. Mm. So it'll just be gone. You can't unlock it. Or it won't unlock for 10 hours. Something I just like leave that. my phone downstairs and then. I do that too. I do that and then I'll be like, oh, I don't have my phone. Mm, I just my problem is the my worst is when you leave your phone for a couple of hours and no one texts you or calls you. I don't and you're care. like, is my phone still working? Man, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, be glad nobody hit me. <laughs> All right. My only problem is I have my alarm on my phone. 
you have to have it next to you. Yes. Yeah, it has to be Especially when I well. sleep. I yeah. Know, which makes no sense because I got two alarm clocks sitting right I have right an there. alarm clock too in my room and I never use it. I, well, all what? right. What I, envy? I, I have two phones. I have one for family members that I know that stays on me and then the other one is just, I just leave off and I just only use business hours. You got two phones? Two phones, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that's front page news. When we come back, Chloe and Haley will be joining us. So we'll kick it with them. Of course, you know them from Grownish. They signed to Beyonce's label, and they could sing their ass off. And we'll talk Very to them talented young lady. When we come back, so it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building, and I'm already jealous. These guys have been talking makeup since they got here about contouring, uh, eyelashes, contouring, contouring sir. Uh, well, sh- well, you guys know Thank what you, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them which fancy shade you use. We have Chloe and Hallie in here. Good morning. Watch our world. I'm grown now. Okay, okay. How much do y'all hear that a day? People just walk up to y'all singing it? Sometimes, Sometimes. yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. but it makes me happy knowing that it's a theme song that gets stuck in their head because mm-hmm. that was the goal when we wrote it. Mm-hmm. So Wrote and produced it, yes. right? Yes, mm-hmm. we did. Who taught y'all y'all, y'all musical chops? Because y'all, y'all write and produce all your music? Yeah, mm. we write and produce everything. We do it all in our living room. I feel like that's where we're most comfortable. Yeah. But, I mean, we just kind of love to experiment, throw things out and see what sticks. We're more of like the feeling type of girls. And if we don't know something, we look it up. I guess we, you know, we grew up having that, if you don't know, figure it out mentality from our parents. So, yeah, that's how we learned it. You guys started when you were five and seven doing Mm -hmm. music. That's amazing. So is your family like a musical family? You know, musicality is sprinkled throughout our family. Um, Our father... Looks like he'd be Our father's (laughs) mother is a really, really great singer, but our dad cannot sing. He has a great ear, though. Great ear, but <laughs> um, y'all sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know why mom, I thought y'all was twins. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And our mom has a mom. beautiful voice, but no, we're not twins. Everyone always thinks we are. Now, how yeah. did you get started for people that don't know? You're signed to Beyonce's label, but how did you get started? How did she hear y'all, if, if nobody knows? Yeah, so we're from Atlanta, Georgia, and mm-hmm. we were singing around town, and people would always tell us, oh, maybe you guys should post YouTube covers. We were like, okay, sure. We never took it that seriously. But one day we were bored and we loved this song, Best Thing I Never Had by Beyonce. We found the instrumental online and we recorded it in our basement. We uploaded it and we were honestly happy with like the first 100 views because we weren't really expecting much. But Mm -hmm. then it just kind of kept progressing and then bam. Now y'all not gonna sit there and tell me y'all got signed to Beyonce because of no YouTube video now. How did this go down? How did it happen? She saw the video? Yeah, she saw our video to Pretty Hurts. Really? And apparently she had started watching all of our videos and um, you know, we got an email from her company, Parkwood, and they were like, Hey, can we post this on all of her socials? And are you all signed? And when me and my sister saw that, of course we Freaked what out. Does the email, what does a Beyonce email look like? Well, we were we were freaking out. It, yeah. it has like the Parkwood seal from her company. Mm-hmm. We were like, wow, that must be legit. Mm-hmm. After we thought it was fake, but um, you know, it was really cool. And then after that, we found out she wanted to sign us, and then we were just catapulted into this really awesome, endearing mentorship, and you know, just her guiding us along the way. When did that y'all was- first meet her? Oh wow! Well, when we first met her, I was four. And we acted too. What? You yeah. were four and you were two? Yep. And it was in The Fighting Temptations. I played the younger version of her when I was like four. Oh, wow. And so that's when our paths first crossed. So mm. it's crazy how the universe works and sends you like those little signs. Right, right, right. So, yeah. I'm talking, about after, I'm talking about after y'all got signed, but when did y'all meet her after they sent the email? It was, it was like a month. A month after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had no idea you were the same girl uh-uh. yeah. that she met. Yeah, wow. she flipped out because we have pictures together. So. That is like yeah. that. Definitely, uh, this is meant to be, right? Yeah. Now, how did, how tough is dad with you guys? Does he force you guys to sing? Like you know, <laughs> you know when you have a kid, Joe Jackson. Yeah, when you have a kid and, and you really dead. play basketball good, you want your son to be that good. Is it because mm-hmm. your dad can't sing? Is he like y'all gonna be some singers? Absolutely not. No? Our dad is very supportive of us, and mm-hmm. it's what we want to do. And you ladies both graduated from high school. Yeah. Which is dope and posted it. So, because a lot of people might have been like, look, we doing this thing. You know, that's not important. But it was important for you guys to graduate and congratulate each other and Mm -hmm. let people see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually just graduated because I just turned 18. So I was really excited to be finished because it was a lot like traveling. (laughs) You have normal lives, you know, because you're everywhere. You're on TV. Like, do you have a license? I no, do. She do. does. I love to drive. I have my Mini Cooper. Her name's Cleo. She's blue, my favorite color. Okay. You got a Mini Cooper. Yes, I love her. 
Ain't hey, that a grandma car? No. Oh, that's a mini cool. No, old man. She's so cute. I love her. <laughs> that's like the little eco-friendly joint? Yes. Yeah, technically. And they're yeah. very safe, too. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how did the bonus <laughs> thing come about? We love Kenya Barris and Yara, and we've known Yara for about four years, even before the whole Gronish thing. And we were at the BET Awards. We were accepting uh, Beyonce's award, and Yara was presenting it. And I think that was the moment Kenya saw us all together in that type of space. And, you know, we met in his office, and it was such good vibes from the start. And next thing you know, he was like, I'd love for you guys to be on the show. We were like, of course. And we didn't even really audition wow. for it. Mm. And I remember the very first time we went into the table read and we saw the script. And before this show, we didn't really cuss like that. But it was <laughs> fun because our characters, Jasmine and Skylar, they're like the complete opposite of us. Mm -hmm. So it's like tapping they get into to cuss and do yeah, things that you really exactly. want to do. That we bring out our inner Atlanta. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you missed out on social interactions being a teenager, like just a regular kid teen you know, life? People ask me that, and I always am like, no. I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, really don't think so, you know? Mm. I always, anytime I feel like, oh, I'm missing out on something, I'm always one-upped by it. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I wasn't able to go to prom, but because we were performing at Coachella, I was like, I that's mean, a pretty awesome yeah. prom. <laughs> I take Coachella like, for prom. <laughs> things like that, I'm like, you know... This is my life. This is what is supposed to happen for me right now. And those things can happen later. I can always party later. What about you? Yeah, I have to say the same thing. Music is definitely my outlet. And I feel like we're all like born with a gift and it's your job to share it and inspire others. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. It's pretty cool that I get to do what I love as my career. Mm -hmm. so. Do the boys try to holler a lot at you guys? I mean, yeah, but we're so focused. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know... Blinders. Oh, you, want, you want daddy to lead the room and answer the question? <laughs> ask the question again or what? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, he knows, but we're so focused on music right now and with our album, The Kids Are All Right, we're just so happy that's out. Mm -hmm. We work so hard on it. We were spending long hours in our living room just working from scratch. Yeah. And How much do y'all argue as sisters? You know, we argue a little bit. I mean, we're sisters. Yeah. Who's the diva <laughs> of the group? Well, that's the thing. It flips. It flips. Everyday life, I'm the diva. diva. But when it comes to our music, she's like the boss. That's because you're the baby sister. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean the diva? Like, what do you mean? Like, takes you I don't long know. to get ready. Like, no, I don't take long to get ready. I'm like yeah. the one who keeps us on schedule. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we have to clean up our rooms now. We have to do this. We have to clean up our rooms. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> we have more with Chloe and Haley. Let's get their single on right now. It's called Happy Without Me featuring Joey Badass. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. You probably seen them on Grownish. They're signed to Beyonce's record label. We have Chloe and Haley. Charlamagne, y'all got a line on the album. Uh, you said that fake woke hashtag mm -hmm. in, in the song "Fake." Expound on that. Well, you know, we live in this world of social media, mm -hmm. and you know, we're very just energetic all around. And what inspired this song "Fake" on our album was that. You know, because we're genuine people and so nice, sometimes people thought, oh, my gosh, you guys are, like, fake. Are you guys real? Like, right. is this for real? And we would always be like, you know, that's crazy how people can't even receive someone being kind without thinking, oh, you must be fake. Um, and so in this song, we just decided to put all the things that society thinks of as fake and mm -hmm. um, what we see as fake. And it just kind of turned into that mash. So with that fake woke hashtag, and of course... As this generation, we have amazing voices to speak up, and we're able to do that with social media. But sometimes all they're doing is just putting a hashtag and People like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I did my job just yeah, putting a hashtag. I hate the word like, woke. I feel yeah. like all these woke people need to get some rest. Exactly. <laughs> they're so, yeah. they so tired at this point. Like, yeah. Yes. I can't stand it. I well, agree with what you said about media? that, though, about being too nice. Like, people think because you're you're nice it's not yeah. interesting mm -hmm. or oh shut up you're being too nice yeah. yeah and it's like what's wrong with being nice and being like a nice person and exactly. caring about people's feelings mm -hmm. i don't understand when that got to be not cool how do y'all deal with social media you talked mm -hmm. about the, the, the fake woke the stay woke how do y'all deal with it because i see so many people now it's difficult with depression and mm -hmm. people will get on you if you have a pimple or if your hair <laughs> is to the left a little bit too much or if your feet look too big like they yeah. will attack you how do you guys deal with social media Oh, wow. Well, I think it's, social media is like a blessing and a curse because without it, we 
technically wouldn't be in this position. But then also sometimes we take breaks from it. We'll have like those social media hiatuses. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just be like, okay, I'm deleting the app and I'm just going to step away. But it's also about who you surround yourself with. You know, people who bring you down and give you those negative vibes, it's just going to rub off and feed off on you. So I'm happy I have my sister because whenever I'm sad, she like picks me up and vice versa and our family. And yeah, so and whenever I'm in that bad mental space, I like to pray and meditate and I love the water because I'm a cancer baby. So <laughs> me too. Hey. hey. So yeah, water and praying and meditating helps me. And so. social media don't help none of that. Because yeah. if, like I wake up in the morning, I want positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get none of that from social nah. media. There yeah. are some good Instagram positive There are positive pages. There are. I follow. Yeah. So you but follow, but, but right? it messes yeah. it up because you'll read one and then you scroll right yeah. under that well, and then yeah. somebody's saying, that you. I wish you died this morning. Who <laughs> <laughs> do you follow? Because <laughs> oh, every morning I wake up and I say, thank you, God, for blessing me with another day of life. That's good. And, but then it'll be people saying, I wish you died. Well, you oh. can't let that bring Damn, you down. Yeah. They're obviously <laughs> unhappy oh with themselves. You need to block that person, Charlemagne. And you know it's important to have a great real life you know yeah. it's not all about social media if your exactly. real life is great yeah and you surround yourself with great people then all those things i think is just we can't let our feelings and our lives be run mm -hmm. by what's exactly. on social media we Absolutely. have to make sure we do things yeah and be active what are you all most passionate about music or acting music, music is my first love personally mm. yeah music yeah. is definitely my first love but i still love acting i remember when i was like eight to ten i was obsessed with the thought of being a Broadway star because it had everything fused together. But music is definitely my first love. But what I also love about being on Grownish too is how we get to like combine, you know, both. You know, we wrote and produced the theme song and then songs from our album, The Kids Are Right, were throughout the entire season. So it's pretty cool how it works out that way. And you did you know? the visuals with the album also. Yeah, uh-huh, the short film. Mm -hmm. That was pretty fun showing like the visual aspect because I feel like our music's pretty visual. What kind of CEO is Beyonce? Is she in the studio with y'all? Is she like overseeing your music? Yeah. Like can you pick up the phone and call her? Yeah, you know <laughs> what I I love her so much because she allows us to shine as individual beings and she knows how powerful she is and she's lending us her resources but also letting us shine on our own right. and I think that's something pretty special because you know a lot of artists they'll sign to these big labels and they'll be taught what to wear and how to sing and how to move and all of that but we get to create what we want to create and of course we'll send her songs and she'll give us her notes but at the end of the day she's always like we get to do what we want to do and you know don't dumb yourself down for the world let the world catch up to you how would you guys get ready for the On the Run 2 tour? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we've been prepping for this tour for months before it started. Mm -hmm. um, it's been really fun. We've just been hashing out our show, trying to figure it out, because we found out we're doing 20-minute set before DJ Khaled. You know, it's all really exciting, but it's interesting putting together a stadium show because it's so many people, and you have to learn how to connect with each and every one of them. So it's a process, you know? The first couple of shows have been amazing, and, you know, we're just working on notes and just perfecting it. Are y'all so tired? Because that's really a lot fun. of cities, a lot of traveling, you know, a lot of dates. We're not. I'm not tired yet, at You know, least. I love the tour bus because I get the best sleep on there. <laughs> yeah. And when I am tired, I drink some good green tea. I'm not into coffee yet. Maybe that'll come down the line. Nah, but... I stick to the green tea. Okay. Yeah, stick to the green tea. It's better for you. Yeah, so Domacha is really good, and this whole, like, we have a passion for this, so that energizes us on its own. So I'm just really excited. And it's only been like the first four or five dates, and we've learned so much. Mm -hmm. And it's we have two more months left, so we're going to be like so in shape and like our mental and physical. And I'm just excited. Have Beyonce made y'all babysit yet? <laughs> He's like obsessed with Beyonce. <laughs> we love the children. This is interesting. Beyonce's artist. Beautiful. Beyonce, don't you got to be Beyonce, be Beyonce's artist? That's a lot of pressure too, though. That's a lot of pressure. Too. A lot of pressure. Yeah, she's such a great mom, and we love the whole family. So. Yeah. Do y'all have the frustrations of, of of dating that your characters on Grownish do? You know, I mean, do I mean honestly? Even if we did, we're so like focused on our craft that it doesn't really bother us. Yeah, we don't really see the issues of dating right now. Yeah. We're not really focused on that. Yeah, but what I think is pretty cool about Grownish is how we get to show through our characters, Jasmine and Skylar, what other, you know, young black girls are going through in the dating scene right now. And I think that's important for them to know that you don't need validation from anyone. No man, nothing. Just love yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool how we get to share that through our art. Will Grownish be able to keep y'all? 
Of oh, your career continue to blow. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. We love Ronish is huge though. Yeah. It's a great platform. Yeah. yeah. Literally right after we finish tour, we start filming, filming. season two. Yeah, so. How do y'all pick really the single? Because y'all in a weird place. Like the adults love you, but the yeah. kids love you. So it's kinda <laughs> like right in the middle. How do y'all decide, you know, am I gonna lean a little to the adult side or yeah. a little to the kids side? You know, we just follow our hearts. Mm -hmm. And what I think is cool about that point is we're kind of on that verge, too. We're right. still kids, yeah. <laughs> but we're also turning into young women. And I think it's just going to be true to ourselves and our hearts, whatever music we create. And it won't be like one or the other. Because it's just, funny you said we're on tour, yeah. but we got to clean our room. So it's yeah. like, we got to clean our room, but we're going on tour. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all don't clean your room, will your daddy let y'all go on tour? <laughs> You know yes. how parents be like, yo, if you don't clean, <laughs> you don't clean, clean your room, room you're not going on tour. We're not going on tour. Yes, we. We're not going on tour. Yeah, I love my mom. I'm the messy one of the t of us two. And I love my mom because sometimes I'll make deals with her. I'm like, after I come back from rehearsal, I'll clean mom, I promise. And she'll be like, all right. So yeah. I love our parents. You, they should set aside a budget for you guys to have someone uh, come clean. Clean the room for you. <laughs> like, I'm very busy writing music and yeah. going on tour. Dad, you don't make them pay rent? <laughs> <laughs> they said they pay, oh. they pay for the house. Okay. Yeah. The rent. Aside from music and acting, I'm sure you guys have a lot of other things you're passionate about, like maybe fashion, oh, they gotta go, makeup yeah. here. Okay, are there any other ventures that you guys are embarking on? Yeah, you know, music is always my first love. And, you know, us being producers and writers, of course, we want to also do that for other artists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, diving more into the acting thing and also fashion and makeup, you know, just sharing that. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Chloe and Hallie. Hey. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. Uh, Angela Yee, why is Envy getting his eyebrows done? Uh, he's trying to look like you. I see that. What'd you, what'd you do to your eyebrows, bro? Why? I was trying to get my eyebrows like yours, like you got the perfect art, perfect angle. But it's called I'm... an arch, uh, and my arch is natural, by the way. No, it's not. It is natural. No, it's not. Listen, it let him natural. say it's natural. It's it not. Is natural. I don't get he my eyebrows fat, He had fat transferred from his... <laughs> salute to my barber, Ty. Eyebrow. He cut okay. your eyebrows? No. Ty, so why would you salute your barber <laughs> you if your eyebrows your are natural? I'm saluting him to say I don't get my damn eyebrows arched. So you salute yeah. someone who doesn't do something. That Ty, you, I'm coming in later okay. for my I'm eyebrows, confused. bro. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> back in the day. There you go. Come listen on. Listen to me. Listen to me. Back in the day. I'm talking about back in the day. Back in the day, day. I'm talking about 98... Mm -hmm. 99. I did get my eyebrows arched a couple of times. A girl suit me up to do it. <laughs> so, so why did you tell us it was all natural? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Salute you to are my, such salute, a sis. Salute to my brother Wax. Salute to my brother Dre. They both called me and said, we will slap this at you if you come around us with your eyebrows arched. <laughs> you got your eyebrows done. So, so instead you got microbladed. No, so what happened is when, when, I, when I stopped doing that, when I stopped doing that and just let them grow in, I guess it just kept... The arch that the you put in already. Arch, yes. No, that's not natural. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Leo Cohen. Wow. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, as y'all know, Leo Cohen was on The Breakfast Club yesterday, and one of the questions was about whether you would choose talent over issues. Here's what happened. She asked me talent or issues, and I said talent. But I, I, I have to, I, I can't give up on people. But I'm saying that's hypocritical, though? You're saying um, it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got people to feed. Oh, I got a I got a I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. Uh, well, Dame Dash Who's did. Dame Dash, you brought him up. I don't even know him. I don't even know him. Well, Dame Dash did apparently hear this clip, and they do know each other. Uh, and he said, thanks for this liar, Cohen, for proving my point in true culture vulture form. They make money off us and then try to erase our true history and act like the real ones never existed. Not going to happen, bro. I benched you for the culture. Enjoy your desk job at YouTube. You're going down in history for who you really are. I made sure of that. Tuma, how do you even work with this clown? Look how he disrespects your brother. Stay tuned, Culture Vulture's book, and y'all see he's unapologetic. He pays his bills at the expense of us. Big question is, why can't he sell any rock music? Why can't he eat with his own culture? Stop fronting on my people like you mean something. Your own culture laughs at you. I mean, that's a good debate because we do give artists creative leniency when it comes to what they talk about in their music. And they should it, have. Whether it's drug use or drug selling or mm -hmm. violence or whatever. But it's just different when you hear an executive say, you know, like an executive can let an artist be an artist, but it's just hears them wrong to say, well, you know, I know they're doing something wrong, but I got to eat. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, they, I, I think from he said exact. he got people to feed. I think he's talking about the whole entire company. Like, there's employees there. Yeah. So they're signing people that are artists that people are buying, and the consumer is buying this and music. Then, and then executives have to let artists be artists, right? Like they you, do. You yeah, absolutely. But he said he, he does talk to them about it. About yeah. He says he does. So but I still don't know the definition of culture vulture. That's well, what I need to... you can get Damon Dash's culture Dame, vulture go book. Buy, yeah, buy Dame Dash's <laughs> book, Culture Vulture. Drop one of the clues bonds for Dame Dash. Okay. At one point, they were very tight, so it's interesting. They made them a lot of money. They made a lot of money together. Yeah, they, they made a lot made of money together. together. A lot yes. of money. They made a lot of money together. All right, Demi Lovato is leaving the hospital this week. She's doing a lot better. The plan is for her to get out of the hospital, but now she has to figure out, is she going to go to rehab or what? So they said she stabilized from her overdose. It was so bad, she was in danger of dying, and they want her to go to rehab. Her team wants her to, but it's ultimately up to her. So one person who works with her told TMZ that they will quit if she doesn't check herself in. They try to tell me go to rehab, and I said no. Why that song was so fire? But isn't it problematic in hindsight? It <laughs> is. Listen, Lior would have signed that. Lior definitely would have signed <laughs> that. That's a record. dope song. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, now, Demi Lovato had been struggling with her sobriety for years, and they're saying that she just never wanted to be a role model. Her sobriety over the last six years was a fight every single day. What the hell you got being a role model got to do with it? We don't want you to be a crackhead or a meth addict or a heroin addict, whatever the hell she on. Yeah, role I guess model, she felt like she model. didn't want people watching her and having eyes on her all the time. Man, so you want to be a pill hate? A difficult. I mean, it's an addiction, and mm. it's hard for her to fight it. Every single day, she was fighting it. Yeah, so don't worry about being a role not, model. Worry about being sober. Thing, as we know, for people to try to kick that habit. That's why it's an addiction. All right, now let's talk about Young Boy, NBA Young Boy. I went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and did an interview with him. We talked for a really long time for hours. It was supposed to be media training. Uh, we filmed it. It was a lot of people around. We did have some alone time as we drove from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. But the part that you'll see is when we were outside in his neighborhood. Now, here's what he had to say uh, about going to anger management. My mind's stuck in this place. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't, be, I, don't be, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to react to certain shit, but I'm learning, though. Right. I'll be going to anger management class and all this shit. What do you be doing in anger management class? Like, what are the kind of things that they tell you? No, and they be asking me or make <laughs> me mad and stuff. I just be talking about that. I got a certificate, though. I completed that class. Mm hmm I got to complete domestic violence now. All right, so he's working on himself. And actually, when we were in the car, he talked to me a lot about what he learned in anger management and not to let people have power over you to make you angry. I respect it. Mm -hmm. I respect it, man. You know, I respect anybody that can recognize that they're damaged and they're going to do the work on themselves. Mm -hmm. Right, so he's growing from a lot of things. And then he talks about his dad. I actually met his mom while I was there. Uh, he talks about her as well, so you should watch the whole interview. But here's what he had to say about his dad. My yes. dad is in jail. I right. talk to my daddy every day. Mm -hmm. He just be wanting money and shit, though. But I don't, I be on some shit, I don't know. I still call him daddy, though, to make him feel like somebody. Mm -hmm. But I ain't, I ain't seen that dude since I was four years old. So I sent him money just feel like he got somebody there because I know how it is when you're in jail. What? I barely know him, though. You ever go visit? Never. I ain't, if they ain't putting me in jail, I ain't stepping in no jail. Mm -hmm. But you still feel that responsibility. Yeah. All I hear is damage. Okay. No, it's a lot. Yes. I mean, his grandmother was the one raising him. She passed away. We were actually at his grandfather's house. Uh, he wasn't living with his mom. And he talks about why when you watch the interview. But, yeah, a lot Listen, going on. I'm damaged. So damage recognizes damage. But as long as you're going to do the work to repair the damage, you'll be fine. And it sounds like he's trying to do the work. Right. I know a lot of people on the outside looking in will be like, oh, you sat down with a young boy NBA. But he really was uh, great, great to talk to. I can see a lot of work that he's been doing. And... You know, I just hope everybody goes and checks out this interview and keeps an open mind. But mm -hmm. uh, shout out to, to Young Boy. All right. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Donkey today, Charlamagne coming up next. Yes. Uh, Pastor Daryl Scott, his hairline is damaged. He does the work to keep his hairline together. Oh, my goodness. But it's all of that black uh, Beijing. And I think it's going to his brain. My goodness. I'd right. like to talk to him for after the hour. And also ask ye if you need relationship advice, get on the phone lines right now. 800 585 1051. If you need some relationship advice or any type of advice, ask ye is coming up as well. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey.
Dog year today for Thursday, August 2nd, goes to Pastor Daryl Scott. Now, yesterday, our celebrity-in-chief, Donald Trump, held a roundtable discussion with nearly 20 inner-city pastors, faith leaders, and lawmakers at the White House, and they were focusing their efforts on reforming the prison system. I love that. I'm all for prison reform. I would love to see prisons actually become real correctional facilities where they allow people to get their education, also allow them to learn a trade in prison that would allow them to immediately get work when they come home, not to mention exercise, health and nutrition programs, and faith-based initiatives to really get these brothers and sisters in prison right, okay? If they're going to be correctional facilities, then let's really try to correct folks, okay? We live in a country that builds more prisons than schools, so Let's treat the prisons like schools and actually attempt to rehabilitate people so they come out being better humans than they were when they went in. Now, I'm not one of those people who have a problem with black people or anyone meeting with the president, okay? If you can get through to him and get something done, I'm all for it, okay? If you can get through to Trump and get him to do something that makes America a better place, I'm all for it. I give props where props is due, but that's the thing. You give props where props are due. Personally, I haven't seen Donald Trump do anything for African-American communities. I know, I know what you're saying. Black unemployment is the lowest it's been in years under Trump. But let's be clear, it started with Obama. Economists and money experts will tell you that Trump has had nothing to do with the decline in African-American jobless rates or any group's rates. Okay, according to the Borough of Labor Statistics, black unemployment soared to 16.8% in 2010. And by 2016, it had dropped to 7.9% a whole month before Trump took office. So sorry, Trump, you just inherited a wave President Obama started. Now, once you take that off the table, what has Donald J. Trump done for black people? The answer is nothing for 500, Alex. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. What you gonna tell me, pardoning Jack Johnson? Freeing Alice Johnson? I mean, that's great, but I'm talking about the black community as a whole. What has he done? Well, according to Pastor Darrell Scott, who is 60 years old, 60 years old, he says that Donald J. Trump, our 45th president of the United States of America, is the most pro-black president he's seen in his lifetime. You heard me correct. He said Donald Trump is the most pro-black president he's seen in his lifetime. Let's hear what he had to say. To be honest, this is probably going to be the, and I'm going to say this at this table, the most pro-black president that we've had in our lifetime because, and I try to, you know, analyze the people that I encounter. This president actually wants to prove something to our community, our faith-based community and our ethnic community. The last president didn't feel like he had to. Is, is this administration is probably going to be more proactive regarding urban revitalization and prison reform than any president in your lifetime. If we work together, give him a chance, we will do something. That we will, this, is, this, this administration will continue to make history. Now listen, man. All that, all that, all that black hair dye in Darrell's head is getting to him, okay? Darrell was born in 1958. So he was old enough to see John F. Kennedy Jr. and Lyndon B. Johnson. Now, I don't know if either one of those individuals truly cared about black people, but I do know the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was proposed by Kennedy and pushed through by Lyndon B. Johnson. That bill was pretty pro-black. But let's talk about Trump and how a lot of his policies actually hurt black folks. I mean, you can look at his proposed cutbacks in education. Okay, that means less support for higher education initiatives and deeper cuts to public schools that puts Mm. poor and working class black students at risk. Not to mention you have prison reform discussions, but the Trump administration has reversed many of the Obama administration's policies that would incarcerate nonviolent offenders. And that would harm who you think, black folks. Okay, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has doubled down on the war on drugs. He instructed federal prosecutors to pursue mandatory minimum sentences for low-level nonviolent drug offenses. Who do you think that's going to affect the most? Let's not forget right. how Trump feels about black people because he referred to Haiti, El Salvador, and several African-American nations as sh- whole countries, all right? We aren't making any progress in combating anti-black racial discrimination in the labor market. Do you know the Trump administration is striving to make it easier for employees to discriminate against black workers? They suspended, uh, they suspended the rule from the EEOC that would have compelled large companies to report confidential info about what they play employees by race, and collecting that data would have enabled employers to identify and address discriminatory pay practices which suppress African-Americans, and we're not even going to discuss HUD, okay, under Trump, considering tripling the rents of poor tenants in public housing. It's already difficult enough for black folks to find affordable housing, so if you triple the rate, then HUD under Trump will be directly responsible for black homelessness increasing. I mean, the list to why Trump's policies actually hurt black people is pretty long. So I have no idea what Daryl Scott is getting off saying Trump is the most pro-black president he's seen in his lifetime, all right? It's a few colors I would say Trump is for. He's definitely pro-white, he's definitely pro-orange, and definitely pro-green. But pro-black, that's a hard no for me, dog. Please let Remy Ma give Daryl Scott the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw!
You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All right. Thanks for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you got a question for ye, call her now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is um Terry from Essex County. Essex County, New Jersey. All right, what's your question for you, Mama? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what should I do because, like I said, we was vibing. Everything was cool. We did a little something, nothing too major. A guy but you then, met? Yeah, we okay. met him. Uh, I met him recently, like okay. that same night. So it's like a little hookup thing. But um, I don't know, am I jumping out the window because he don't be texting me? Like, it was just the other night, two days ago, three days ago. But uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, yeah, what's good? Like, um, I'm about to be finished at Dave and Buster's with my people, so call me back. And I ain't get no... He's not no calling back. back. No, 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 they're not. And should I just call back? Like, I mean, I invite them somewhere in a couple of days, but I'm just trying to smash Okay. Shit. I'm just trying to secure it. Okay, so y'all just kind of fooled around, but you didn't have sex, and all you're trying to do is secure that. Yeah. But it, but he's probably thinking that you want to go on some real dates. Because yeah. you're asking him to call you, because you know how it is right now. It's just a hookup. People don't normally talk on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. do all of that. It's more spontaneous. But you're asking to plan things a couple of days in advance, and where are you asking him to go? Um, To a birthday party. You ask him to go to a birthday party? You don't even know him like that. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I was just trying to secure my end of the evening thing because it's out of state. Oh, you just want to smash. All right, babe, you got to slow it down, okay? You can't take... I wouldn't want to go to a birthday party with somebody I just met. I mean, I I understand. That's a big commitment. Now, if y'all want to do something, why not do something a little more low-key? Like, hey, let me know if you want to grab a drink so it's not such a big deal. Birthday party is a big commitment. Is he supposed to bring a present? He's going to meet all your friends and family. He's Uh not ready for all that. Okay, okay. That's what, okay. Do something one-on-one, grab a drink, but don't make a big plan like that. That's too much. Yeah, right, especially if it was just a hookup real quick, real quick, right? Right. Secure the smash, right. ma. And and don't Thanks, and don't send too many tweets and don't keep calling. For sure. Okay. And wear protection, Thank mama. You. Thank you. <laughs> I like yeah, that. I she said she she, she got to secure the smash. <laughs> All right. Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. You got a question for Ye. Call morning, now. everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Ye, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Jamie, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, Jamie. What's your question for Ye? Hey, I'm trying to deal with this dating world now, mm-hmm. but I keep running into the same issue with inconsistent men. So I'm like, I don't know if it's something I'm attracting or... Is it something I'm doing wrong? Where are you meeting these guys? So I was on dating apps, but mm-hmm. that just didn't work. Like social media. Going, you going need to go out. meet people in, re- in real life. And also, you know what we don't do enough of? Letting our friends know that we're looking to date people and getting references from people we know. You know, yeah. the problem with dating apps is, yes, people do end up meeting people sometimes, but sometimes, you know, you got to sift through a lot, which means they're on dating apps also, so they're dating multiple people as well. So it can be a distraction. And on social media, same thing, sliding in DMs. You're not the only person who's DM they're sliding in. That's very true. You know, it's just too accessible right now. But I do recommend letting people know, have you told your friends you're looking to date and they can refer you to somebody? No, and I think that's it, the communication. Right, so let people know, hey, look, let me know if you have anybody good. Set me up on a date. Do it like that. So at least you have somebody who knows someone that can say, okay, he might, he's a good guy or maybe he's not. But, you know, maybe group settings, too. Go out with your friends and some of their friends. Tell people to invite single people, and that's another good thing to do. So it's a fun, comfortable environment. If anything, you'll make some new friends. Okay. All right. Good luck, Jamie. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you find somebody. But be patient and don't just do anything just because you want to be in a relationship. Wait till you get the right relationship. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Our camera guy wants to know how old you are because he would love to take you on a date. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be 25 Sunday. (laughs) He said, oof. He's, you're, he's too old for you. All right, but listen, no matter what, have fun while you're dating, okay? It should never feel like a chore to you. If you're not having fun, keep it moving. Sure. Thanks, E. Good okay. luck, Mama. Bye. All right, well, let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Christine. Good morning, guys. Hey, Christine. Good morning, Christine. Morning. What's your question for you? So, I, so, Angela, so me and my friend, we have been kicking it for like eight months. And when I say kicking it, you would think that we was in a relationship because we do everything. He stays with me and everything. Okay. But he has not gave me no hit 
since we've been kicking it. And I want to know what <laughs> is the issue. Wow. Have you asked him for it? Yes, I have asked him for it. And he'd be like, he, you know, he don't, he's never really answered it. He'd be like, it's something that can be fixed. It's something that can be fixed. And I'm like, well, oh, man. Wait, he said something that can be fixed. Break the hard news to her, ye. What? What do you tell mean? Wait, hold on. What do you mean when he says something can be fixed? Yeah, just tell her. He just still hasn't did it. So I don't know if he don't know how to do it. I don't know if he just I'm going to take vaginal order for a thousand, Alex. Charlotte Mays trying to say that you have vaginal order for a thousand, Alex. He says you stink, mama. No, I do not. I didn't say you stink. I said vaginal odor. That means stink. No, it don't. Do you do you trim do you trim that area or wax or laser hair removal or anything? No, no, none of that. It is clean. It is trimmed. It is done fresh and everything. So none of that. No. But look, some guys haven't ever done it. Did you ask him? Has he ever done it before? No, I haven't asked him that. But I'm thinking every guy has been. That's not true. Every guy has not done that. You need to ask him. Do you know how to do this? Be like, because I would love to be your teacher, and you should actually be dressed up in a teacher's outfit when you tell him that. So you're my student, and now you got to do anything I tell you to do. I'm doing him, so I just think that that's just like a part of sex to me, kind of sort of like, especially if you've been dealing with somebody for a substantial amount of time. You know, Christine, as you know, what I think our problem is, we make too many assumptions. Sometimes these guys out there, you don't know what kind of um, chicks he was messing with before you that might not have been like, hey, I need you to do this. So he might have just been sliding by without knowing how to do it all this time because nobody else has communicated with him to let him know I need this. So you need to tell him I need this, but have fun with it. It can't ever be a tense conversation. It has to be you having a good time. Like, okay, how about we play a game? I do say that to him, but then I have other male friends. I don't sleep with them, but they are willing to give me a And I tell them, like, hey, I'm about to go out and give me a Friday night at 7.30. I got what? a date. And he'd be like, you better not go and do that. You now, better not play with me. Christine, I don't know if that's going to make him want to do it if you're threatening to get it somewhere else. Why does Christine not think fragrance is a factor? Oh my goodness. <laughs> she says she don't stink. She says she don't stink and she's trim and nice down there. There are definitely guys that just aren't comfortable with it, right? And they have to learn how to do it. And they should be more concerned about pleasing their woman because it's not always all about you, especially because I'm sure you do it to him. Right, that's why I do it to please men. It's a part of sex. Right. Okay. Okay, so we're going to play a game of what I do to you, you do to me. And we're going to keep doing that. And if you stop, I'm going to stop. Okay. Good luck, my man. Ask that man about that odor, ma. All right. That whiff. All right. That stench. Ask ye. That essence. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes. What is 50 Cent scared of? You would never think 50 was scared of anything, but I'll tell you what has him nervous. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, in my feelings, that song is already doing quite well. But on his Instagram story last night, Drake said the video is coming out today. He posted in my feelings video tomorrow. Okay. All right. He posted a picture of um, Felisa Rashad as well from on the Cosby show. So That's I, interesting because Drake doesn't really promote his videos like that. Right. He, he must be really excited them. about yeah. it. So I'm excited to see it. So it should be out sometime today. So make sure y'all keep checking. All right, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they have filed a lawsuit to prevent counterfeit merchandise while they're on their On the Run 2 tour. I thought that was already just illegal. I didn't know you had to actually file a lawsuit to prevent that from happening. But what they do is now local authorities have the right to seize any fake merchandise they spot. So that's going to save them a lot of money so people can't just be selling stuff. You see, damn right. I thought you could do that anyway. I think sometimes you got to push the button on that lawsuit. I love suing people. I'm got I'm, I'm lining up some people to sue right now. Oh, be get in line. I've been suing? I've been doing that. We're not on that list, are we? Nah, nah, nah. Okay. I've been, I've been doing that. that. I, I like and you know what? I love suing people even if they don't got nothing. What? Because I know that they got to dig deep in their little dirty ass pockets, try to fight this lawsuit. Lord, please give Charlemagne <laughs> forgiveness. I'm learning, man. I'm trying. You thank you, please. Pray for me to know I'm how to learn how to for forgive, you, man. please. All right. And um, 50 Cent, what is he scared of? And you know what's crazy? We were just talking about this. We were talking about escape rooms. And people think that's a fun thing to do with friends and family. It's a quote-unquote life-threatening situation. Well, during an appearance on James Corden's The Late 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 Show, uh, they were talking about it. And 50 said that escape rooms freak him out. The whole safe room concept is, is like, it's not really interesting to me. Like, I don't want to... I the world. I know, but it's like Saw. Like the Saw movie... <laughs> I'm not with that 
Does it, does it scare you, the prospect of going to an escape room? Yeah. Well, then me and you should go. Because I'm not that into it. I'm intrigued by it. But I'll go with you. Okay, we'll go together. We'll do it. We'll film it. Like, look, this is just not one of the things on my list of things to do. And this is what I said. He said, it's like Saw, like the Saw movie. I told y'all that is escape room like Saw, and you guys told me it's not. So apparently even 50 Cent says that escape rooms are like Saw. So uh, 50 Cent bad. is a little nervous about it, but I think he's going to uh, try it. He's going to go with James Corden and do it. So we should do it. No, nah, I'm cool on it. Why? No, I, I have fun in doing escape rooms. No. See, and people do it. Mm -hmm. All right, and Kanye West, is he about to be a billionaire? Well, Kim Kardashian was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and here's what she had to say about her husband. Your sister Kylie in Forbes magazine a couple of weeks ago, they said she's almost a billionaire. Is that, was that news almost. to you when you read that? No, it wasn't no. news to me. She yeah. told you she was almost a billionaire already. <laughs> yeah. And did, you're not almost a billionaire, are you? I would say my husband is, so Your that husband. makes me one, right? Well, according to The Blast, they're saying that the Yeezys, those sneakers, have hit $1.5 billion. So they're saying that that brand is close to reaching the $1 billion milestone uh, it was close to that actually just past April. So Yeah, they late. So it's about to be $1.5 So I don't know how much he gets, but his brand, Yeezy, is worth over a billion dollars. I know, I know people don't want to hear this, and they say I'm biased ever since I did the interview with Kanye, but there's no sneaker more comfortable for my big-ass 40-year-old corn-filled feet than them damn Yeezys. The Yeezys I like the Desert Rats, though. Now, I like the Desert Rats and the... The 700s, I think they're called. The NMDs and, and uh, 700s with the boost are comfortable. And also, uh, no Prestos are, are comfortable, too. I don't know nothing about the Prestos either. What Those you got are Nikes. On? Nikes and Prestos, but the other ones are Adidas. Oh, I like the Desert Rats and the uh, 700s. 700s. All right. That's the well, ones I got, right? It's a lot of sneaker talk yeah, going on in this room. Yeah. You guys are sneakerheads. Okay. I'm, no, I'm not a sneakerhead. Well, how do you know all these names of sneakers? I just know Desert Rats. Envy the one I did throwing out numbers. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know what number my shoes are. I don't know what y'all talking about right now. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and these are my hype beasts, Charlemagne and Emmy, <laughs> and it's The Breakfast Club. That was your rumor report. All right, all right. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys on Monday. They're taking a the day off tomorrow. Everybody else, The People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 